Welcome to Universal Man. My name is Mark Weppet. I'm here to help you unleash your apex potential. And today I've got another coaching call that I've recorded with Vanguard member. And what we really covered was dealing with someone who cheated on you. If you've ever been cheated on or if you've just been ro betrayed romantically and you've suffered from any sort of the, the negative feelings, you know, the insecurity, the, the, the anger, the upset, etc., then I think you'll get a, a ton out of this talk because we go pretty deep and we talk about the the things that you got to do internally and externally if you want to get past this because getting cheated on can be one of the most crippling things that can happen to anyone you know on the emotional level and so if you don't know how to to wrap your head and heart around it it can it can block you for a long time so you know it's it's tough stuff but it's important you know it's something that every guy you know maybe hopefully not every guy has to learn how to deal with but you know a lot of guys will have to learn how to deal with, and I think that this call does a really good job of outlining it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. All right, everybody, welcome back. We've got uh, another uh, coaching call here. Um, today we've got someone from the Vanguard. We, uh, I was about to call him by his screen name, but uh, he said we can call him John here, and uh, we're really grateful for him to join us today. So thank you so much for coming out and, and doing this. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I'm really glad that you're uh, doing these coaching calls with everybody. Like the Vanguard calls are super helpful. So to be able to do this extended thing, like I just know this is going to be great. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. Um, and so what exactly are we going to be getting into today? Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to talk a bit about um, a breakup that I'm going through. Well, I went through um, my girlfriend cheated on me a few months ago, and it's been pretty difficult to get over. There are a lot of emotions that like I've never really faced before. And yeah. so I just kind of want to like go through those. See, like basically just how to get back up because I've never been down for so long. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, getting cheated on like outside of like, like kind of like, I don't know the extreme tragedies of like losing someone or something like that. Like, uh, it's it's up there. It's definitely one of the more painful things you could like possibly experience. Maybe like arguably the most painful just on a purely emotional level, uh just because it's it's such a a deep form of betrayal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I've definitely never felt anything like it. Like I thought I felt pain before, <laughs> but this is just a totally different thing, and anybody who's gone through the same thing knows, and who hasn't, I think, honestly, can't know. Yeah, yeah, it's it feels like your your insides get like lit on fire and like turned to ice at the same time. You can't focus. Yeah. You're just like, oh, it's just like yeah, everything yeah. sort of melts down, and yeah. in a way that kind of like you know speaks to the power of forming a well, I'm gonna make an assumption here uh, of forming a sexual relationship with someone mm -hmm. yeah. right and so I, I imagine you guys were you know sexually active is that for sure yeah yeah and so like that's that's the bond that then gets created uh and then when that gets ripped apart especially due to some kind of betrayal then yeah there's literally a physiological reaction that really kind of screws you up for a little while um no yeah you're right it comes from like all sides and like the the primal feeling is like it's very strong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. And you said, so it's been about a month since this happened? Uh, yeah, this happened in November, and okay. it kind of, like, 
continued through December. Like there was like some back and forth, and it it ended like for sure, like cut off before Christmas. So it's been a couple months ago. Okay, okay, and yeah. you're still you're still struggling with it. And so what? Um, which is understandable. All right, you know, it's, there's nothing weird about that. You know, I think the people who can really just get over that stuff super quickly, uh, they're either already significantly damaged or uh, they might just be kidding themselves. I'm not sure. But uh, in your case here, how has it been showing up like in your life? Like, has it just been like thoughts that hit you constantly? You feel like it's holding you back in anywhere, anyway? Or like what what exactly, like how are you experiencing the problem at this stage in the process of, of, of dealing with it? Yeah, so at first it was a little bit different than it is now. So it used to be like just all day, like, all night like I couldn't really sleep I couldn't do anything really at all except just like think about just like conversations that we had or continually like replaying like when I found out and stuff like that like um it was just like it's just like high level 10 like emotion just overwhelming everything like I can't I can't really think I just keep replaying things over and over and over and now that used to be all the time now that will happen at like certain times throughout the day and yeah. every night. Okay. So it's like now I can like kind of function like throughout the day, but like sometimes I'll just like start thinking about that I can't do anything else. Like Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it can be kind of paralyzing in some regard. Yeah. Uh and then beyond that, it's just really unpleasant. Right. And so mm-hmm. where would you like to be? So, you know, say say I had magic powers and I could snap my fingers and, you know, make a, a very explicit change in you. Where would you like to end up on the other side of this conversation? Yeah, that's a uh, – that shouldn't be a difficult question, but it is a difficult question because, like, one of the big things I'm struggling with this is I don't know really what I want because yeah. – I find myself wanting different things and feeling different things throughout the day. Like sometimes I'm just angry and sometimes I'm like glad that it's over. And then sometimes I just like want her back. And then that makes me mad because I don't want to. So I guess like what I would want is to have like one point of direction that I can focus on and move towards because I feel I'm so scattered. Like, I haven't been going anywhere because I'm just everywhere. (laughs) Right, right. Okay. So I think that's probably the place to start is figuring out where exactly you want to end up. Mm. So here's here's my take on it. And you can tell me what you think. You know, I'm not going to decide what the direction is for you, but this is just, you know, where it seems to me. So the big problem that happens with infidelity is I would say the, the the root problem is that it's a severe attack on your dignity in the sense that like that sort of action, what does it communicate to you about your worth? Yeah, it makes me feel that I, I feel that I'm worthless. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And this and, it, it, you know, I know you you follow my content and stuff. And so you realize like the importance I place upon dignity. It's kind of like the the bedrock of all my work where it's like if you have to decide that you're good. Right. You have to say you're good. And if you can do that, then you have that's where you draw your justification for sacrificing for your own benefit. That's where you get your discipline. That's where you get your motivation, all that kind of stuff. And so something like this, it attacks that dignity at your core and it makes you feel like, oh, no, you're actually not good. 
Like, look, you know, you got cheated on you. Or you got cheated on, so you're a piece of shit. And so you're not really worth much effort. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, that's and then, like, yeah. yeah, and then it's very difficult to do the good things uh, for yourself because you don't feel that good about yourself. Does that yeah. sound pretty accurate? Oh, yeah, very much so. And it extends to absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, because no, I, I, I don't like feel worth it at all. Yeah. And, you know, I, I commiserate with that, man, because that's, you know, that's that's a hard experience because it hits you. Like you said, it's not only a, you know, rational sort of, you know, observation. There is a physiological element inside of you that's telling you, hey, something's gotten screwed up big here. And so all that combines mm-hmm. to make this big impact, hits your dignity, and then you kind of feel very hamstrung. Um, yeah. So the goal that I would say is, like, we want to get you to a place where – you can be okay, where you can accept this reality and still hold firmly to your dignity. And that would be the baseline goal where you can come out, where you can walk away feeling like, you know what? I'm actually okay. Yeah, no, I I think that's a good goal. Yeah, it's a big one because, uh, you know, maybe I never had that, like, I don't know, is dignity, it's kind of like a self-sufficient kind of thing from the way you talk about it, right? It's a, I mean, it's a choice. Really, that's what it is. It's a choice because, like, you know, I can't give you a mathematical formula that empirically proves that you have inherent unconditional dignity, right? Mm, it's a philo- right. philosophical stance. It's something you have to choose to believe. Now, you have to also create a rational framework to support that belief, which is part of what we're going to be working through here. But at the end of the day, it's the choice to believe it. So it's like, you know, if we can start from the rational belief, then we can kind of work in to the other pieces. So, you know, let me start by asking you this, like, regardless of what has happened in your relationship, do you still believe you have inherent dignity? I, I do. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, like, I believe that, like, that's like, that's a mental word. And I mean, I know you talk about dignity a lot. I studied philosophy in college. That was my major. And okay, so great. specifically Thomas Aquinas. So he talks about that all the time. Um, so like I get that, but I never felt it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So what we're going to have to do then is we're going to have to help you try and feel it. And one of the ways that we do that is by sorting through the your nature of goodness and how it has played out. Okay. So the way that I see it is that we can only want good things. And I think actually Aquinas – talks about this like you know i could be wrong i get i get it's either him or augustine that was talking about how like you know one of the ways we can prove that we are you know good is that we always want a good thing and even Mm -hmm. if like like what ends up happening is that sometimes those goods they get distorted so for example like someone who eats too many cookies what they're doing is they're pursuing a good thing which is physical pleasure you know you know Mm -hmm. you know the enjoyment of some nice sweet but they're pursuing it in a way that's distorted, that doesn't take into the, fu- the full picture of what they're doing. They kind of have a a, a a messed up perspective of things. Kind of like, you know, I, I deal with this when helping guys try to quit pornography. I'm not saying like, all right, hey, guys, your, your sexual drive is a good thing. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, and even sexual pleasure is a good thing. The problem is you're pursuing it in a way that brings more bad than good. Therefore, right. It's not a good thing. <laughs> but, right, but you only do it because there's good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So let's let's identify here what are the good desires 
that you were holding around this whole relationship that got thwarted, you know, that are making you feel upset? I think the biggest thing for me is that it was the first relationship I've ever really had. It was the longest one for sure. And, and the most, like it was the deepest one as well. Yeah. Um, so it was the first time that I'd ever liked, to be honest, like let myself get close to someone. Mm. And so that intimacy and like safety and like the feeling of kind of like being understood is probably the most valuable. Right. And so then not only did that get torn away, it also like, the infidelity kind of like <clears throat> questioned its existence at all. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. And so there is a, basically a desire to be known, right. To, to really be understood and valued. And then the person that you let in to know you on probably a deeper level than almost anyone else, they rejected Definitely. you. Yeah. Right. And so I can see why that would really cut extremely deeply. So yeah. what we got to look at here is that rational argument there that, all right, because she knew me the best and she still treated me like this, then that means I'm not good enough. Mm. Is that true? No. Why not? Um, because... Like her actions, like the actions of one person or the opinions of one person, even if she doesn't think I'm good enough, doesn't actually have any bearing on like objectively whether I am or not, or if subjectively someone else would think I am or not. Right, right. And so what we have to do is we have to come up with a perspective on what does her actions actually say? What do they actually say? And what do they say about you, if anything? So what do you think about that? What do you think what, what do you think her like this situation actually says if we're going to really flesh it out in detail? Yeah, so at first I thought for like quite some time like I I kept thinking about how her actions said that I wasn't doing enough or being good enough that yeah. I saw like I saw her action as a result of some sort of lack which was my responsibility to Bill. yeah um so I, it felt like a failure yeah um and so that that's what i did for the first while just like try try to like fix yeah. it i tried to do all these things like try to like just analyze every single bit of myself to see if there's anything that i could change the, if i made this happen yeah um which is i a, did that and it was exhausting <laughs> right it is exhausting um but i think it's an important thing you bring that up because I think there is, like, I want to do this right with you, all right? And there's a, a shortcut bullshit way to get over this kind of stuff where it's mm -hmm. saying, listen, man, it doesn't say anything about you. This says entirely yeah. everything about her. Right. When in reality, we can't be 100% sure of that, you know? And right. Because the chances are you could always be a better guy. And maybe right. you did have deficiencies that did trigger this, right? And so, right. And that, like, yeah, that's, that's what I think about because, like, it has to be so, right? Otherwise, it probably wouldn't have happened, right? <laughs> Maybe we'll get to that part in a second. The other, the the if not, but let's let's go through that first because this is kind of the, the harder part. But ultimately, I think it's 
it's it's valuable. It's valuable to go through this because, you know, my whole take is everything that happens to us, even the most painful things, actually, usually the more painful a thing is, the greater the growth opportunity is. So, like, mm-hmm. in your looking at your relationship, are there things that you would change for future relationships, you know, in the way that you showed up and, and conducted yourself? Definitely, yeah. Do you want to get into any of those? Um, yeah. Yeah, we can. Uh, I will say, like, first off, a lot of the things I got, um, like, I realized through this process. So <laughs> that that's that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me is being more, uh, like, emotionally available. That's a big problem I have when I get close to people. Um is that I have a really hard time like keeping that connection and like keeping kind of like just keeping like the love flowing, you know, I, I, I tend to get like cold or distant. Yeah. The closer someone gets to me and I don't know why it makes me angry too that that happens. But, um, I know that was like a huge issue. Yeah. Um, okay. That I will definitely work on. Okay. Well, that's, that's a really good, you know, uh, observation in yourself. You know, it should be the opposite, right? The closer someone gets to you, the more connected you should become. Right. And so what what do you think is going on there when you, when, when people get close to you, uh, and you, you tend to actually become more cold, what, what do you think is going on? I think I get scared. Uh, and I don't know how to do it because I've never done it. And like, like my family and my childhood, like there was like none, none of that, no emotional connection at all. Yeah. Um, so honestly, it scares me because it's so foreign mm. and like, it feels like I feel that in order to be real with people, now here's the limiting belief in order to be real with people, I can't show any fake emotion. And like the more intense an emotion is, the more likely it might be fake. So then uh. I like tend to show no emotion at all. Okay. Okay. I got you. So like, so you, you, you get the, you get, they get closer and you don't feel any emotion. Is it? Uh, no, I, I mean like I feel it. It's just like, it's just kind of in my actions. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. It's like, uh, like if I'm put quantifying it, it's like, I don't look at people in the eyes really if they get close to me or I don't look at them if I'm talking to them, all these things that can really set people off. <laughs> okay. So it seems like you're withdrawing, right? Yeah. Even okay. though I'm not like, I don't feel like I am. I just feel like it's more of a like comfortable. Sure. Okay. Way of communicating, but it's like, it's not. And I know that. Okay. Okay. And so say you were going to change that, what would be different? I would make an effort, like a conscious effort to do the opposite of that in my actions, like making sure I like look at people when I talk to them, if they're close to me, uh, smile when like things are good and like be sad when things are bad, like on both ends, I just did nothing. And so like, uh, people have told me in the past as well, other people, like they don't feel cared for when they need to be cared for. They didn't feel like I was sharing in their joys at all. It just seemed like I didn't care, even though I did. Right. Um, okay. So it's just like, 
I don't think I have to change anything inside of myself. It's just showing what I'm actually feeling. Mm. And so what level of awareness do you have over what you're feeling? Like, are you someone who's pretty self-aware or when you look inside or is it, is it like often just a blank? I would say I'm very, very aware of it. Okay. So for, in your case here, the, the growth point is really just, um, creating a connection between what you display and what you actually feel. Exactly. That's, that's where the disconnect is. Okay. Okay. Well then, I mean, that's something that can be pretty easily learned. You know, if you're an intelligent guy, then, you know, you should, which you seem by all you know accounts that seem to be, then, uh, <laughs> that's, that's cool. just, it's just a, 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 a skill set essentially, right? <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah, yeah. body language <laughs> and uh you know some some basic like you know emotional techniques and whatnot you know being able to say what you feel uh put show it on your face and you know at the end of the day honestly just acknowledging and validating people when they say something to you can do a huge amount like someone says oh, i feel sad because x and then you say ah i can totally get why you would feel sad when xyz happens just like acknowledging it, you know, like saying, Hey, what you feel makes sense. Like people, they just want to know, like in a lot of ways, it's like, if you just mirror people back what they're giving you, mm -hmm. they feel like you get it. If they yeah. give you something and then it's just like blank slate, then they're like, uh, nothing's happening here. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we can go a little bit deeper with that because the interesting thing about that is that like, I'm really, really good at those things with people I don't know. Mm. It's the complete opposite. Like people, when they first meet me will say that I'm this whole list of things, like extremely empathetic and I just understand them instantly and I make a connection instantly and charismatic and all this stuff. But then it's with people close to me that I just like can't do it. So, so that's why it confuses me so much because like I know how, hmm. but I don't. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's because you don't feel the need to. Maybe you actually just feel comfortable and then you stop feeling the necessity to do that. It's like, oh, I've already won this person over. There's no need to keep doing my winning over sort of behaviors. Yeah, it does seem like that. It, there's Yeah, there's that aspect. And then there's another aspect, which I haven't figured out, is it, it's that I'm actually uncomfortable like emoting as well with the people close to me. Like... Like it's very, very difficult. Hmm. Do you have any idea why? I don't. Hmm. Okay. So the the thing that I would want you to keep tabs on and work on in your own stuff, like do you do you practice any kind of journaling or anything? Uh, it's fallen off. I can get back on it. I used to journal every day. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're really if you're interested in in solving this piece of it, the way that I would go about it is like put yourself in a situation where you have to practice it on some level, you know, like maybe you, I don't know who you have in your life that you could, but you want to notice when it comes up and then like after the fact, be like, okay, what was I actually feeling? You know, I knew mm -hmm. I was supposed to be doing this kind of, you know, emotive connecting, mm -hmm. but I didn't. If we can articulate what that internal resistance is, I think that's going to be a big breakthrough for you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, it'll be difficult probably for us to do that. Um, just using simulation right now. Uh, we can try yeah, it yeah. if you'd like, or we can start kind of moving into another 
thread of this. Yeah, we can we can move into somewhere else. I I I think you're right there. That that's something I need to like retroactively analyze. So yeah. Okay. All right. So all right, we got we got some some growth points for you from this. All right, you could have got be- done better, and who knows? Maybe if you did this, the the cheating might not have occurred. Okay, but maybe it still would have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> maybe uh, it still would probably. have. Probably. <laughs> probably. Okay. Okay. And it's so it's something that I was worried about, like the entire relationship. Like I remember at the very beginning of the relationship, like I'm a very direct person, like you. Um, and at the very beginning of the relationship, I just said like she was going somewhere, she was going back to school, so she was going to be a distance. And I was like, you seem like someone who might just cheat on me and she was like oh well i have done that before but i won't do it this time ah okay yeah and then we dated for like a year and a half or more before she did this (laughs) okay okay so what what were the the signs that made you think that she might be someone who would be willing to to cheat on you potentially because that's that's definitely another growth point that is true um a lot of the signs i didn't really notice well maybe i noticed but only subconsciously i didn't realize until afterwards looking back on them um but the big thing is that at the very beginning when i said that it's like um i noticed that she was like very very quick to kind of like give herself like emotionally whatever uh not like to me because we had just met at that point so it was great, but honestly, I was like, this is a little weird. Um, <laughs> uh, like, I didn't think of anything of it. I didn't think anything of it because it was, it was great at first. <laughs> right. Um, so there's that. But I also noticed, like, throughout the relationship, like, she kind of had this need for, like, attention from guys. And sure. she would, like, seek that out all the time, um, even if I was there. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like... I don't know her like internal code of ethics, I guess when it came to that is like very different than mine in that, like she'd just be very, like she'd be very close to people all the time that people she didn't even know, like with guys specifically, not with girls. Yeah. Um, And she would just do that all the time. She was very uh, loose Okay. Yeah. So kind of yeah. like flirty and that sort of thing with other guys, even with, with you around. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Yeah. Flirty, but also like going like unnecessarily deep with someone like very quickly. Like, I don't know. It, it's something that I had never considered before, but there's like surface level conversation in it. And like, you can see when t- two people are like really connecting in a conversation. Right. Yeah. And I never thought about this before. Um, but I noticed like she would deeply connect with people when it was completely inappropriate to do so. Gotcha. And so, I mean, yeah, that's something that people run into where they, you know, this is kind of like more of the the love addiction side of things. I'm not saying she's a love addict, but people can definitely get addicted to that high of like deep connection with another person. You know, they kind of lay it all out there super quickly. And ultimately, what do you think they're looking for when, when people do that kind of thing? validation yeah i would say yeah i mean yeah you don't know her so you can't say that she has like a love addiction but i mean i i would say that okay okay so 
you know that that dynamic it can occur on a spectrum of intensity, right? And so you want to look out for people who essentially seem like they need to have attention, particularly sexual attention, um, in order to be okay, right? Because that is that's that's kind of comes back to what we're talking about. Like they have a wound in their dignity on some level where they don't feel good enough. But they've created a scenario where some sort of validation can make them feel better. And both men and women really have a tendency to put that into the sexual realm. So it's like, yeah. you know, a lot of guys, they don't think they're good unless they're getting sexual attention from women and vice versa. Yeah. Right. It, it takes slightly different forms depending on whether you're a man or a woman. But like, you know, amounts to more or less the same thing. Right. Yeah, I felt that myself. Uh, one of the biggest kind of realizations from this is I saw a lot of the things that she did, like I saw them in myself, especially in my past. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. You know, that's good that you're willing to, to look at that. So, you know, if we're going to move past the narrative of, all right, she did this because of some deficiency in you. Okay. What if we started to look at it in terms of, all right, well, what does it really say about her? Yeah. I mean, it says a lot of things about her and I think it's mostly, I think the actions mostly speak to her because um, like things started getting kind of rocky. I don't know how specific you want me to go into like the, like the background, like of, cause like this was kind of like a sequence of events. It didn't necessarily just happen. It kind of yeah. did, but. Yeah. You don't need to get too far into, into her specifics. If we need to delve into them, we can, but like. I, I just mean like w- with me, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. I um, mean, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I'll just say this because it it does get into like the self worth kind of thing, and we might want to talk about this after we get past this part here. Um, is like a month before this, um, so I've I've been working like pretty hard on my reforge and all that, and taking it very seriously um, in recent months. And uh, she she knew about all that, and like I was very open with her about that, mm-hmm. um, and. I was doing hard mode. So the very like strong boundaries, like nothing right. at all. Right. 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 Um, and there's this, I don't really know how to say it. And like, I already started talking about it, but <laughs> um, there's like this occasion where she like coerced me. Like, like she like kind of forced this upon me. Like, having sex after like we'd done it before whatever but i was like very strong like throughout the entire day like no 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 right and then so this happened and maybe that would have made me feel bad it did but she also said like while it was happening i was like 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 i said i didn't want to do this and and she's like she said you can't live without me ah Mm. what do you think of that it, that broke me, dude. Like, <laughs> why? Because it's like true. Ah. <laughs> okay. So you know this this kind of <laughs> the way I see it is like like how most relationships are. I think today they they form with. We call them like complementary wound sets where both sides feel 
insecure in themselves. And so they kind of vampirically latch on to each other and use each other. You know, while she was saying, you can't be okay without me, I think at the same time, through her persistence, she was showing that, like, she couldn't be okay without that validation from you as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, like, you know, it, it, it sounds like it's one of those scenarios where she was not confident enough in herself or not on board enough with what you were trying to do or whatever. I mean, like, some people might even say she was, like, looking to... Well, that's another kind of thread in the conversation. But, like, um, what do you think on that? Like, the the idea of complementary wounding that you guys might have had and shared. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think that's probably accurate. Yeah. yeah. On some level. Um, yeah, it was, it was that, like, safety feeling that I talked about at the beginning. Right. And so, you know, you're familiar with the idea of a reforge. Did you, do you have my reforge man course? Is that what you, yeah, you, yeah. you're going through? Yeah. yeah. So Gone it's like, the thing, yeah. so the, the, the whole idea is that you really kind of are, are looking to reconfigure yourself from the ground up. Right. Yeah. And at the heart of it is like, are you good and okay without that sort of external validation or the, the fantasy of that validation, like that comes through porn and, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And so she kind of gave you a big, a big intense test. And like in like red pill theory, you could think of this as like a huge shit test. Are you familiar with that, that concept? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I thought of at first, you know, which, so then it just feels like a failure. And so that sucks. Okay. Well, let's say, you know, let's, let's, let's own your side of it. Would you say that was a failure? I don't know. Okay. Why you could um, on that? I've thought about this a lot. At first, I, it, yeah. Like, at first, that's the only mentality I had. Like, for a couple weeks, I was like, like, my responsibility, like, whatever. It, like, it was my choice on some level. I failed. There's no way she could have, like, forced me to do anything. Like, it's my fault. And that's how I was. But the feeling didn't go away, and I still felt like shit. So... <laughs> Um, and the more I talked about it, like with people, uh, like, I, I don't know, they, they kind of steered me away from that thinking that like, when I got into the specifics of the situation, they were like, you really shouldn't think of it as your fault with what happened there. And okay. I don't know who's right. Okay. And I don't know what's the better mentality. So I'm open. Okay. So I think we got to look at the, the full spectrum of it here. So on one hand, if we're going to take a, a mentality of radical ownership, Mm -hmm. whose fault mine yeah 100 percent. and radical ownership is the most powerful mentality i think that you can have but at the same time <laughs> there are degrees of difficulty to a situation so like while yeah you like you know your ideal self would have been stronger been able to pull through um you're facing you know at least for the you in that moment extreme challenge right you know like level 10 difficulty i mean you're you're already a guy you know you know girlfriend really wants to have sex like it's really understandable that that's extremely difficult especially while you're quitting porn and doing all that kind of stuff like so it's like yeah maybe you failed but you failed like at like the limits of the challenges that you've likely faced in terms of willpower 
yeah yeah it was it was very difficult and like and it's not like i just like gave in like i was like very clearly saying no <laughs> like, right like right absolutely not um, right so it wasn't like a a shameful failure we didn't even try or anything no. like that it was more just like you know you uh <laughs> you just didn't have enough you know strength in the bank for that that challenge at that time right it's like if you go for a big you know one one rep pr in the weight room sometimes you're just not going to hit it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean dude it wasn't just uh it wasn't just that though like it wasn't just like giving in to the like the wanting of it I, I don't think that was actually part of it at all like the only reason i like ended up kind of conceding was just because like I don't know. I was, it was so confusing. Like, it, like, uh, I care about her. Right. Right. I care about her. Right. And so here's where, you know, we can start getting into what maybe it says about her. Okay. If she's going to try and push you like that, what does that say about her attitude toward you and your goals and her respect of you? Yeah. I mean, that was a betrayal in its own. It, it was a like complete disrespect complete disrespect she didn't respect uh not only what i said but also fully understanding the why behind it right as well right. and yeah. so she didn't respect or help me grow uh or do anything like for my best interest so like it was not it like it, it was not an act of love at all it was, it was the opposite of that right and you know some people might say oh it's the woman's role to test her man and and that sort of thing um and, and I would agree. Yeah, fine. And so it's like, all right, you can – I think probably the best move is to take as much ownership of it as possible to the point where it's like, listen, I'm going to stay true to my goals no matter what while also accepting that, all right, there was uh, – it was really hard. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it, and you can be – can you like the question here is can you be compassionate toward yourself in your shortcomings in the relationship? You know, both in terms of the emotional disconnect as well as the inability to 100% model your morals and values. Can you forgive yourself for that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can. And, and I think I already have for, Good. for those things. Good. Good. Now what we got to get into is can you forgive her? Because here's the part where it gets to be the most difficult is like you have to be able to tell the story truthfully – she did X, and that's okay, all right? Because, like, the the person who's been cheated on, the story that they tell in their head is she did that, she did X, and that's not okay. And then your emotions match that, and then you feel trapped, and you feel, you know, beat up. You feel like a piece of shit, like whatever, right? So how could we come to, like, like how can you, like, what, what sort of perspective can you hold that makes what she did okay in your own mind? I feel like I had a better grasp of this at the beginning than I do now. Why is that? <laughs> uh, so, uh, because at the beginning, my first reaction was like extremely, I think it was a self-preservation kind of thing, but it, it was like, I was very forgiving and I was like, like we can move past this. It's fine. Like, mm. I hope it was like just a mistake, like whatever. Like I get it. Like I get it. Uh, Cause I do get it. Uh, and it didn't work. <laughs> right. and so it kind of i just it made myself feel even more worthless and like pathetic honestly because yeah. like i wish i had just been angry from the get-go but i wasn't i was 
very kind about it and like I regret that um so now um what make what would make it okay I guess there's still that feeling of like I understand like why she would have done it and like because I understand like her brokenness because I know her. Yeah. Yeah. And also you understand what it's like to be tempted by something, right? You know, I mean, yes. any guy gets it. Like any guy who's, you know, ever watched porn or checked out a girl or, you know, thought dirty thoughts, he understands what it's like to have a sexual drive. And like, this is yeah. probably the hardest thing I think for guys to really come to terms with, but it's only in doing this that I think a guy can really find peace with a situation like this is like, all right, I understand the nature of sexuality. I understand that pull. And I understand that sometimes people act on it against their morals. And you know what? I can forgive that because if you want to be able to forgive yourself for your own shortcomings, then you have to be able to forgive other people for theirs. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. And, uh, uh, like, I think we should go into a little bit more of the nuance here because I honestly, I've forgiven her for like the first time. If that makes sense. Like, because yes, I understand, like, I understand the drive. I understand sometimes things happen. Like, like I understand that like, uh, you know, when there's a lot of like chemistry going on with somebody and there's not a lot of self-control, like I understand not having self-control in that. Yeah. I totally get that. Right. And like, I forgive that. The, The thing that I'm having a really hard time forgiving is, is the fact that she like, stayed with him and just like replaced me with him and she is still with him. Hmm. Why does that give you extra trouble? Uh, because that's not a mistake. That's a conscious action. Hmm. That's a choice. Yeah. And why does that make it worse from your perspective? Because that's something I don't understand. Hmm. I understand like a falling or a failing because of primal drives, like you just said. But that this is not that. This is terminal. Okay. So why might she make a terminal choice? Why might she make a rational choice to continue on with that? Because it's easy. Why might it be easier? Um, because, like, right now, she's, like, two and a half hours away from me. And I'm not there. So... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. (laughs) Right. And so some of it might just be like path of least resistance on her part. Yeah, dude, we never had problems when uh, like she wasn't at school and like she was back here. Like it never, no problems, zero. Right. So, I mean, like some of it could just be practicality. And, you know, I'm not saying that this is like, when we're trying to get to a mentality of, it's okay what she did. We're not trying to say like, it's actually like, I'm fine with people treating me like that. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what we're talking about. We're trying to get it to the point of, I don't need to internalize a negative narrative about myself 
because of what you did. It's like you did X and that says something about you. And I'm not even 100% certain what it says about you because you don't want to judge someone. You don't know their heart. You don't know their mind. You don't know anything like that. But what you re- what we're trying to shed is this idea that you're not okay and that like you need to go around feeling bad about yourself because of something she did. Well, so my question to that would be, wouldn't spite solve the same problem then? Um, so describe because what you mean. Yeah, so if it's, uh, you said, like, we want to get to a place where what she did says nothing about me, so I'm okay. It says everything about her. And so, like, a place of, like, spite or anger, which I don't really want, uh, but, like, that's what I feel. I feel like that would, like, doesn't that solve the same problem? So, like, I'm kind of questioning the problem. Sure, sort of. So the problem with that is that anger is actually just sadness always shaken up. All right, like underneath every anger, there's a sadness there. And so what would be the sadness that would drive that anger? Mm. I don't know. Would it still come back to a feeling like like I'm not good enough? Usually. Is that what you're saying? Like yeah. it has to come back to that. Almost always, yeah. And so like 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 what this is is like confronting the tragedy of deep betrayal saying, yeah, this is horribly wrong, but I'm okay. I'm okay. So there's no room for anger there at all? Not if you're really okay. Even like at the injustice? I mean, so where in the timeline are we with it, right? Like if you want to get to the point of completely being over it, then there can't be, you know, to, the, mm-hmm. by definition for you to be completely over, it means that there's no more anger anymore. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I'm I think just pushing. I'll, Cause this is kind of yeah. how my mind pushes when I'm thinking about this myself. No, no. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. And so the, here's where we get into the actual like mechanics of it. Um, it's a lot of it's like the, the, the cut method. So it's like mm-hmm. diving into that black hole and being present with yourself. So it's like, we have to undo the wound on like a what's we describe it like a, a psycho-emotional level. Okay, like this wound actually exists physically in your system because you can find that black hole and you can feel it, right? Yeah, totally. Okay, and so the only way that we can remove that big black hole is if you step into it and you're present with yourself because by being present with yourself in that pain by being, you know, a leader, friend, you know, compassionate, you know, forgiving, all that kind of stuff to yourself, by being just sitting in it, relaxing in it, loving yourself in it, that's how you prove that you are worth it. Because that's the only way our, our emotional mind, our primal self really understands love is in tandem with pain. So by you being present in your pain, you're proving to yourself that you are, in fact, worthy. And so you look at this and you compare it to the way that most people handle these kinds of rejections. What do they do? Uh, escape. 100%. Like <laughs> sh- They say, oh, I feel not good enough. And then they do everything they possibly can to get as far away from that black hole feeling as they can. 
They yeah. drown themselves in alcohol. Maybe they throw themselves into work. Maybe they just throw themselves immediately into another relationship or porn or video games or whatever it is. They yeah, try I and get us- all those things. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I get it. But what is that saying then? What is that saying to that that black hole? Uh, I mean, I know the answer is, is the same answer as all the other ones. It's like, it's not worth it. Like, it's not worth recognizing. Like, I'm not worth loving myself through that. Exactly. You're reinforcing it then. By escaping, you've taken that narrative of that they've, they've fed you by rejecting you. Say, hey, you're not good enough to treat properly. You take that inside. You feel like shit. And then you're like, you know what? Mm, that's probably right. Fuck me. I'm going to go obliterate myself. And that's just you reinforcing that wound. Okay. So like if I do that, um, then does that take care or or how, how, how would you, how would we take care of like the other side of the black hole? Like the one side of the black hole is like, I don't feel good enough. My, my worth feels attacked from this. The other side of the black hole is like, a feeling of lack, like, uh, like I want her, like I need her, like nothing else is satisfying. Does that just, is that, I'm, I'm sure it's related. So. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like I would say that's still pretty much the same thing. So it's like the, the, the question though, is how do you actually confront that part? How do you actually deal with it? So for example, if you were actually okay, like if you mentally accept that your dignity is invincible and that nothing can take it away, no matter how poorly you're treated, whatever, what would be the most dignified sort of action that you can take in your life right now? Specifically things maybe that you're not doing currently. Mm. I don't know how to answer that actually. Hmm. Well then that's, I think what we got to find. So let's say what's a dignified action something that honors your your dignity, something that basically, like say you believe that you're really good and you deserve really good things and you're going to give yourself the gift of the best life you possibly could, how would you be living? Mm-hmm. I guess it's just like things I could do like for myself, like like working out and stuff like that, which I've been doing. Uh, I don't know. Like, So let me give you an example here. So like, yeah, please. So for you got to figure out what what have you lost in this transaction, okay? In this, uh, you know, in this breakup. What good things have you lost in your life? For some people, it's very explicitly, you know, external things. So maybe they do stop working out. Maybe they stop doing their taking care of their responsibilities, okay? Obviously, start doing those. And when it comes to those critical mo- moments of whether you're going to do them or not, the black hole is going to come up and it's like, oh, what's the point? Oh, remember you got dumped. Who cares if you do this stuff? Who cares if you go to the gym? It's not going to matter anyway. Mm-hmm. What would it look like if you valued yourself in those moments instead of just giving into the black hole? Well, then I would just do the thing. Uh... Yeah, and it wouldn't be comfortable. You'd have to go through the black hole. You'd have to be present with yourself enough to override it. I feel like I've been doing the things just like – I mean, I don't feel that I've been present in the black hole, really, but I've still, like, I've had no issue with that, really. Good. So then your situation is more of an internal one. Yeah, because I, I, like, I'm on top of my work. I'm on top of my health. 
like I haven't lost any. If anything, I've gotten better because okay. of this. Okay, good, good. So then it's on the internal level is where your solution right. here really lies. But, but it's vacuous. So <laughs> I ah. do those things because ah. I feel like I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's that's a big shift then the focus on, right? Yeah. So what would it look like if you did it from a radiant place? Um, I don't know. I've never done it. <laughs> I have no idea, Mark. <laughs> Well, is there any external place you think you would like to make that shift most specifically? The, I think the easiest place to practice it would be fitness because I already have that habit. Okay. Okay. And so what's the normal mentality for getting yourself to work out? Um, recently, honestly, it's been a chain of like, I feel like shit because I got dumped and cheated on. So I want to look like that didn't happen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm, and is there any of that like, oh, well, you know, and then I'm going to get real hot and then I'm going to get someone else who's going to like me and then I'm going to be able to shove it in her face kind of thing? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah okay. I'd say, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you know, what's, what's a radiant, you know, mentality for justifying working out? Uh, I guess it would be like recognizing like my self-worth first. Like, like I haven't, I have inherent dignity. Like I, I am worth feeling and looking like the best that I can, especially feeling like I'm worth that. And so I'm going to put the work in to, um, to make that possible, like for myself in order to show the internal worth that I know I have. Right. It's about reflecting your dignity. It's like, all right, you know, I want to reflect my dignity by having a strong fit body because that's ultimately it's about gift versus get. Okay. Vacuous is all about getting. It's like, yeah. ah, I need to get this body so that I can get this girl or get this attention or whatever. Okay. Cause yeah. you know, the vacuous is like your black hole. You don't feel like you got enough. And so you got to like, ah, just try and grab yeah. it all and <laughs> gobble it up. Um, yeah. Radiant perspective is like, you know what? I'm good. I'm really good. And since I'm so good, I'm going to give myself a gift here. And it would be a nice gift. Be it fucking ripped. I'd like that. Let's like, let's give myself a gift of that. Cause like, you know what? I got the time. I got the energy. Why the hell not? It'd be wonderful. I, it'd be a wonderful thing. I like it, but it sounds like fake bullshit sometimes. Does it sound like it or does it just feel like it? Mm, both. Why does it sound like bullshit? Uh, okay. Maybe it just feels like it. <laughs> Right. So this is important. This is an important distinction because you've got a vacuous mentality that you got to challenge or vacuous or sorry, vacuous emotions that you got to challenge. Yeah. Right? And so like you, you got to think the thoughts first and then you can work through the emotions. And so it'd be about really just trying on the thought process. And when that part like comes up, like, ah, oh, you're full of shit. That's not really what's going on, blah, blah, blah. How do you want to respond to that? I don't know how to respond to it because like, I don't know how to believe that. Well, it's a belief. It's a choice. Yeah, that's true. So we got to get the rash. Like, can you rationally buy into it then? Um, I'm going to say almost. Okay. What's, what's holding you back? Um, 
like let me just think here like if i'm putting myself in the place of like going to the gym because i want to reflect like i want to give myself a gift of i don't know why it's like it sounds so stupid to me i'm trying to figure that out because like it shouldn't right <laughs> well so what emotion comes up when you when you think when you think that thought like contempt mm. contempt like, for what so if someone said that they were do going to the gym because of that to me if someone said that to me like i would be like what the fuck <laughs> like, okay that's the, that's some weird that's just weird man why I, that's the th i don't have a reason right why so <laughs> okay so that's good so you found a little pocket of bullshit in your your mindset really that's that's <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, i'm seeing did, yeah. you found yeah. like a part that's kind of toxic kind of you know uh pessimistic nihilistic like uh whatever you want to call it like it thinks that you know the world like it's kind of like that dark side you know sith lord energy that's just like you know what people only do things because they're selfish and insecure and it's like if you're not as insecure and selfish as i am then mm, fuck you yes you are you're full of shit <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of how it's going. Like in my mind, like in this situation, I'm just kind of thinking, like, you don't deserve that. Like, what are you talking about? Mm. You can't give yourself a gift. Like, what? Mm. Okay. Well, I think that's that's kind of your <laughs> your your problem here is that you have have that going on inside of you, and so yeah. like that's going to be your big block then from doing the internal work. So the big internal problem you have is when you have these thoughts come up. Like when you're lying in bed at night and then it all hits you and all of a sudden you're getting the feelings, okay? If you believe that like you don't deserve dignity in this, it's like, yeah, you you screwed up. You're not good enough and like so did she and she sucks and like all that kind of stuff. There's There's no way out of that. There's no way out of that. All you can hope for is like scar tissue and eventually like being able to bury it. Yeah. And I don't want that as, like, the end. <laughs> right. So what do you think you have to do internally? What's going to have to change internally in those moments where it all comes flooding up and it starts hurting? I really got to recognize, like, I really got to recognize the dignity. Like, I, that, that's a simple answer. But, like, what I mean by that is, like, I need to really accept that, like, like that, that I do have this self-worth, like I am worth it. And like, and that's not like, I have to accept that that's not a stupid thing to think. Right. And, um, because the conclusion of that is that I am okay. Because if I'm worth it and I have this inherent dignity, it doesn't matter what someone does to me because I'll still have me. Right. And I'm okay then. Right. And so the, the way you, really kind of internalize that is it's kind of like more or less like an internal hug. It's very similar to the process of dealing with a porn urge. It's like you get this really strong impulse it comes up. It's painful. You want to run away from it, but you have to do the exact opposite. You got to dive right into the heart of it, relax into it. It's kind of like giving yourself an inner hug being like, Hey man, let it all out. I'm here. I'll listen to you. And it's like you, you need to let it all flow out through your mind and ideally speak back into yourself, right? Be like, hey, man, that really sucked. That really hurt. But then you feel yourself hope. Say, but it's okay. We're going to get past this. We're fine. 
there will be another girl out there. And like to the best of your ability, wish her well. Wish her well because if you can like if, – if you can get to the point where you genuinely like hope she finds her peace and happiness, like that's as much tied to you being able to, to, to wish it and hold it for yourself because it's, it's, it's all part of the same transaction. Because until you get to the, the peace with her, you're not going to be able to get to peace with yourself. And this is not saying that cheating is okay, and it's not inviting cheating into yourself. Um, it's just saying that, like, you know, your dignity is invincible, that it can't be brought down by something like this. And by getting in there and getting into that black hole and staying strong and giving yourself love and giving yourself presence, you prove it to yourself. Because you, by you simply being present, you are proving that you're worth it. And you do that enough, eventually your emotional mind learns that. And I think mechanically what happens is that like your brain is just like, it's like, okay, you know, we don't need to keep touching that. We don't need to creep, keep creating that pain because it's like our, our emotional mind, it doesn't change without some kind of intense pain or pleasure. Bottom line, mm-hmm. it's like our, our brain doesn't want to, it won't react to anything other than intense pain or emotional pr- pleasure, at least on a deep way. And like there needs to be a sim- stimulus here. And there's no way in a tragic sort of situation like this to get a strong, pleasurable stimulus that's going to serve us well. Okay. So we have to use a painful one. And so you do that through confronting this black hole. And then that causes your brain to accept it. That's why, like, you have these stages of grief. It's like you need to move through different stages of pain. And if you confront each stage forthrightly, it triggers another shift in the chemistry, which then produces another you know, angle till eventually the whole thing is processed. And so it's being willing to stay with yourself long enough for your heart to go on that journey of healing. And it will. Got it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It makes sense. It's hard to forgive uh it's hard to forgive something like that though because it seems like it seems like i would be saying that it's okay you know it's hard to forgive especially when someone like isn't doesn't have regret for what they did either right and so the forgiveness is it's not really for them it's for you because otherwise yeah. if you don't if you don't forgive them then you're going to walk through life basically at war with a reality that occurred, you know, an immutable fact. And That's how I feel right now, yeah. Right. Fighting <laughs> with reality is probably the most futile fight that anyone can wage. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> you got to find some way to, to come to acceptance with it. And so yeah. it's like you get to decide what narrative you wrap around it. You can say, you know what? That's shit and it's shit for forever. And guess what? It's going to feel like that. That's what you believe. So <laughs> you get you get to decide. You know, I would much rather be like, you know what? That's messed up. I'm never going to sign up for that again. I'm going to do everything I can to avoid that. But it's okay. I'm going to let it go. I learned from it. I grew from it. Hurt like hell. But uh, it's not going to keep me down. Yeah, I, I feel like if I could do if I could do that, we're going to explore this more in the Vanguard in the coming weeks as well. But uh, Great. I, I feel like if I can do that, it, just to tie it back in, uh, I feel like that would help with my connection to the people close to me too, because I feel like I, I don't connect with myself. If that makes sense. I don't allow anything like real in myself. I don't think I'm worth it. And so the closer people get to that, like to me, mm. the more I'm like, all right, 
we're not we're not doing this <laughs> right so i right. think that might help i think it'll definitely mean? help i think it will 100 percent help I actually you know this is what i was thinking when we were first talking about you know having trouble connecting with other people it's like if you do get good at connecting with yourself then it's going to become easier and easier to connect with other people right like it, it's it's really kind of one and the same like I don't, are, are you a christian uh yeah i am okay it, so it, it, yeah so you know, you, you know, like I the done, I haven't done shit recently. But that's because that's, of this. I'm not trying to call you out on that. I, I'm bringing it I up mean, because there's a. I still, I still got this. That's all I got going for me right now. <laughs> that's good. But otherwise, I'm a failure. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, I just think that there's an interesting point about uh, in Christianity. You know, the, you know the idea of like the golden rule, like do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. I think I think it's actually somewhat misinterpreted i think it's more of like you will do unto others as you do to yourself and it's oh, yeah, always I thought of this before yeah so it's like the extent to which you can connect to yourself is 100 percent the extent to which you can connect to other people the extent to which you can honor your own dignity is 100 percent connected to the extent you can honor other people's dignity and so it's like it's got to be a one-to-one -one thing because otherwise you have some kind of logical block Right. You can't like that's what the narcissist tries to do. They try to say, oh, I'm so amazing, but everybody else sucks. It's like mm, mm -hmm. you're, you're going to have to repress a lot of shit in order to pull that off and you're going to become psychologically unhealthy. That's why narcissists, you know, are kind of crazy. <laughs> so it's like, you know, whatever we want to do for you here, we have to extend to her. Otherwise, you're you're not really integrating the idea. OK, can I ask you a quick question? Just all of that, because I just. Made me think, like, uh, in your opinion, do you think, like, do narcissists grasp their dignity or is it skewed? Uh, because they no, think they're amazing. Is that good? I think they, they usually think they're amazing from a conditional sense, like a vacuous mentality. They, okay. they tend to, because I think. Of this? I think they, well, it's like what they do is they build faulty perceptions of where they stand in the status hierarchy and then repress the places where they show up as insufficient. And mm -hmm. so they build like this lopsided perception of their self where they're constantly pumping themselves up and bringing other people down. But like when we're talking about like inherent dignity, your status does not affect your dignity. That's that doesn't right. matter. So like, you right. know, the extent to which we care about status is we just want it to reflect your dignity to the best of, you know, contextually the best of your ability. Right. Like, right. You know, so the the narcissist will say they need to maintain, you know, 5% body fat and like extremely lean all the time, no matter what, or else they suck. Okay. Yeah. You know, for someone with dignity to be like, you know what? Uh, it kind of depends on my circumstances. If I'm like got crazy crises going on and I don't have that much time to go to the gym and I got more important shit to do, well then that's fine. If my body yeah. is a little less impressive during that time period, like yeah. my dignity is fine. Right. It's just, does that make sense? It does. Yeah. 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 So, it just popped into my head. Okay. Yeah. No, good question. So, I think we kind of we covered a lot of ground here. Is there anything else yes. you wanted to hit on before we we wrap things up? Uh, honestly, we we covered a lot. Um, that yeah, I have a question that is probably just the same answer because every answer to all the questions has been dignity, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is good and bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm answering in my head as I say, but like, how do I get over the feeling of needing like needing someone like wanting like someone like 
I need to be okay by myself, right? Yes, but there's a nuance to that, okay? It's like, it's okay to admit that you have a deep desire to connect with someone, okay? And like, you can hold that as a strong and healthy appetite inside of yourself. But you don't want to live in a world where you have to have that satisfied in order to be okay. And so I think the best way that you can deal with that is shift out of an obtainment mentality to a journey mentality where it's like you cherish that desire inside of yourself and you look at that as like a plot thread and a great story. And like, you know, the story, you know, in order for any story to, to be good, it's got to have conflict. It's got to have tension. It's got to have challenge. It's got to have setback. Otherwise, it's a boring ass story and it's not compelling and no one gives a shit about it. And so it's like, <laughs> you, that's, that's what you're at. You're at a, you're at a, a, a part of that, that journey right now. And you got to be willing to stay with that thread, cherish it, value it and ride it and trust that there is more to it. As long as you stay with it, there will be more to that story. Um, and the big thing you want to avoid is falling into that that trap of thinking that like you know there is no peace without that one until you find that person who can complete you right like really mm -hmm. what you're looking for in that is that you're looking for yourself you're looking for your own affirmation and i'm not saying you can be like f perfectly fulfilled like that because i think for some people it's like it's it's written like in their heart it's like you know argue you can argue it's written in their their biology it's like they are they're called to some kind of deeper relationship you know it's a a very deep primal like you know take it even just down to reproduction and whatnot but you know even on the spiritual level i think many people are wired for that that's great yeah embrace like, that, yeah, own like, that. A, like one of my biggest things is wanting a family like well then hell yeah i know that about myself well then own that you know own that 100%. But it's like in the same way, it's like, I would say most people, they want to be financially secure, maybe even wealthy. Okay, that's a good desire. You know, we're talking about good, like, you know, we always want good things. Um, yeah. But like, you can't identify yourself, you can't, you can't measure your worth according to how well you've satisfied the desire. That's the big thing. Okay, yeah, I, I find uh, just related to that, like, I, I find a lot of like the motivation I'm, I'm i'm answering my own questions again i was gonna say like i find a lot of my motivation for doing things is for the sake of like then like getting like getting someone um and that's again, not entirely is. wrong it's not entirely wrong it's just got to come from the right place like you're giving yourself the gift of putting yourself in a better position to find that someone and that yeah. should be good. Like you should be approaching that as like, listen, I'm trying to find, like, I'm a good guy and I want to find someone to share my goodness with in a very unique way. Okay. Like people who want to practice like a traditional, you know, marriage, family, that sort of thing. Like that's, that's one of the best gifts that they can give themselves is by recognizing they're good and then finding someone else to share their goodness with. Right. Like a real, like we're yeah. talking about the vampiric sort of relationship where we got two like wounded people kind of like using each other. A real healthy relationship is the opposite. It's purely additive. It's like I'm sharing my goodness with you and you're sharing your goodness with me and no one's losing anything. We're just gaining. It's just purely additive. And that's what yeah, you're going to be aiming for. I've always like exempted myself from that. Like felt like I could never get that because like I felt like I could never get to that place like ever. Hmm. 
And then there like we go. Like I would always need. <laughs> that's where we're back at that that mirroring of like, you know, how you relate yeah. to yourself determines how you relate to other people. So I think, you know, get good in yourself, man. Get get become an unconditional supporter of yourself. Like as long as like someone can knock you off track by rejecting like if they can convince you to reject you, then you know, you haven't found your dignity. It's like I yeah. know that no matter how badly I screw up or how bad, you know, people reject me, whatever, I'm going to be on my own side pulling for myself to the best that I can. And honestly, that's the most responsible thing that you can do because, you know, at the end of the day, that's your number one responsibility is to get your yourself to be your best self. And so, you know, as long as you know, like, like and you're going to prove it to yourself in this process, you're going to prove it to yourself that you, that no one can knock you off course in the way that you value yourself. And even if you dip for a little bit, you come back stronger than ever. And so you just got to prove it at this point. And once you do that enough, eventually that internal security that's at the root of all this, you know, vacuous energy, it goes away because you've gathered enough evidence to know like, you know what, I'm on my own side and no one's going to take that from me. And you'll realize that your need for another person, it disappears and it becomes purely a want. It becomes a good desire. It becomes, you know, like I want to like – man, I got this like locked down here. It's like, man, I got so much goodness to share. I, I need someone else to share it with. Like, it's like at a certain point you get bored of how wonderful you are <laughs> as you start to, as you start to, to, because it, it stops meaning so much. Cause it's like it, it, the, the cup overflows, you know, that's, that's the idea of this radiant yeah. mentality. It's like abundance. It's like, it, it fills up to the point where it's like, it's more than you can even utilize. It's like start putting it out into the world in some form and then relationships, family, et cetera, is one of you know, it is probably the primary way that most men will will use such energy. Yeah, that that would be great if I could, you know, give that to someone. I feel like that that'd be like just a, that'd be a very good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's you know it's about one of the the best things there is. That's what you know society is built around. It's built around that that really it's built around the family, which is built around the sexual relationship between a a man and a woman. So, you know, that's yeah, that's kind of the heart of it, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Well, uh, that's good. Uh, I'll have to think a lot more about these things. I, I definitely believe everything you're saying is right. And I'll, I'll like, I'll watch this over again on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please do. Uh, so this so. would be good. Um, yeah. If, if anybody's, uh, still here and they watch this whole video and, uh, they haven't gotten your stuff yet, they should definitely do that. Cause this stuff is good, man. It's <laughs> Thank good you. stuff. Thank Join you. Join the Vanguard. Yeah. Hell yeah. There. Yeah, get in the Vanguard in and, and, and make sure you uh you know you hit me up. Let's keep this going, all right? Because uh you know you may run into some blocks or some new thoughts or whatever, and I want to make sure that we, we keep you rolling along. So make sure you you come to the live calls or hit me up in the the new Q and A's, okay? Yeah, man, uh, for, for real, Mark. Like that. This is this is really helpful stuff, and all, like since I found your content, like it's it's just it's been life changing for sure. Like no one is addressing these things that you do. There are a lot of like gurus out there who copy other people just copy paste but your stuff is like original and like thorough and like like i said i studied philosophy and like like your stuff checks out like it's just it's well <laughs> thought out and, and like i i know you're saying the truth so just good job man appreciate it thank you so much for that uh that endorsement man and i look forward to uh continuing to work with you all right so thank you so much for coming on and doing yeah, this dude. call yeah all for right. sure mark all right I'll see Thanks. you around